Welcome back to the Bend in the Trail podcast, episode 25. In this episode, the outsmarter gets outsmarted, and Grandfather Frog schools Billy Mink and Little Joe Otter about ownership. Chapter 4 Little Joe Otter Supplies Buster Bear with a Breakfast Getting even just for spite doesn't always pay. Fact is, it's very apt to work the other way. And that is just how it came about that Little Joe Otter furnished Buster Bear with the best breakfast he'd had in a long time. He didn't mean to do it. Oh, my, no. Truth is, he thought all that time that he was preventing Buster Bear from getting a breakfast. You see, he wasn't well enough acquainted with Buster to know that Buster is quite as smart as he is, and perhaps a little bit smarter. Spite and selfishness were at the bottom of it. You see, Little Joe and Billy Mink had had all the fishing in the Laughing Brook to themselves so long that they thought no one else had any right to fish there. To be sure, Bobby Coon caught a few little fish there, but they didn't mind Bobby. Farmer Brown's boy fished there sometimes, and this always made Little Joe and Billy Mink very angry. But they were so afraid of him that they didn't dare do anything about it. But when they discovered that Buster was a fisherman, they made up their minds that something had got to be done. Well, at least Little Joe did. He'll try it again tomorrow morning, said Little Joe. I'll keep watch, and as soon as I see him coming, I'll drive all the fish out, just as I did today. Well, I guess that'll teach him to let our fish alone. So the next morning, Little Joe hid before daylight, close by the little pool where Buster Bear had given him such a fright. And sure enough, just as the jolly sunbeams began to creep through the green forest, he saw Buster Bear coming straight over to the little pool. Little Joe slipped into the water and chased all the fish out of the little pool and stirred up the mud on the bottom so that the water was so muddy the bottom couldn't be seen at all. And then he hurried down to the next little pool and did the same thing. Now Buster Bear is very smart. You know he had guessed the day before who had spoiled his fishing. So... This morning, he only went as far enough to make sure that if Little Joe were watching for him, as he's sure he would be, that he would see him coming. And then, instead of keeping on to the little pool, he hurried to a place way down Laughing Brook, where the water was very shallow, hardly over his feet. And there he sat, chuckling to himself. Things happened just as he had expected. The frightened fish Little Joe chased out of the little pools— up above, swam down the Laughing Brook, because, you know, Little Joe was behind them, and there was nowhere else for them to go. And when they came to the place where Buster was waiting, all he had to do was scoop them out onto the bank. It was great fun. Didn't take Buster long to catch all the fish he could eat. And then he saved a nice fat trout and waited. By and by, along came Little Joe Otter, chuckling to think how he had spoiled Buster Bear's fishing. He was so intent on looking behind him to see if Buster was coming that he didn't see Buster waiting there until he spoke. Well, I'm much obliged for the fine breakfast you've given me, said Buster in his deepest, most grumbly, rumbly voice. I've saved a fat trout for you to make up for the one I ate yesterday. I hope we'll go fishing together often. And then he went off laughing fit to kill himself. Little Joe couldn't find a word to say. He was so surprised and angry that he went off by himself and sulked, and Billy Mink, who had been watching, 
ate the fat trout. Chapter 5. Grandfather Frog's Common Sense There is nothing quite like common sense to smooth out troubles. People who have plenty of just plain common sense are often thought to be very wise. Their neighbors look up to them and are forever running to them for advice, and they are very much respected. That's the way with Grandfather Frog. He's very old and very wise. Well, anyway, that's what his neighbors think. The truth is, he simply has a lot of common sense, which, after all, is the very best kind of wisdom. Now, when little Joe Otter found that Buster Bear had been too smart for him, and that instead of spoiling Buster's fishing in the Laughing Brook, he had really made it easier for Buster to catch all the fish he wanted, little Joe went off down to the Smiling Pool in a great rage. Billy Mink stopped long enough to eat the fat fish Buster had left on the bank, and then he, too, went down to the Smiling Pool. When Little Joe Otter and Billy Mink reached the Smiling Pool, they climbed up on the big rock, and there Little Joe sulked and sulked until finally Grandfather Frog asked what the matter was. Little Joe wouldn't tell, but Billy Mink told the whole story. When he told how Buster had been too smart for Little Joe, it tickled him so that Billy had to laugh in spite of himself. So did Grandfather Frog. So did Jerry Muskrat, who had been listening. Well, of course, this made Little Joe angrier than ever. He said a lot of unkind things about Buster Bear and about Billy Mink and Grandfather Frog and Jerry Muskrat because they had laughed at the smartness of Buster. He's nothing but a great big bully and thief, declared Little Joe. Chugrum, he may be a bully because great big people are very apt to be bullies and though I haven't seen him, I guess Buster Bear is big enough from all I've heard. But I don't see how he's a thief, said Grandfather Frog. Well, didn't he catch my fish and eat them? snapped Little Joe. Doesn't that make him a thief? Well, they were no more your fish than mine, protested Billy Mink. Well, our fish then. He stole our fish, if you like that any better. That makes him just as much a thief, doesn't it? growled Little Joe. Grandfather Frog looked up at the jolly, round, bright Mr. Sun and slowly winked one of his great, goggly eyes. "'There comes a foolish green fly,' said he. "'Who does he belong to?' "'Nobody,' snapped Little Joe. "'What a foolish green fly's got to do with my—I mean, our fish?' "'Nothing, nothing at all,' replied Grandfather Frog mildly. "'I was just hoping that he would come near enough for me to snap him up.' Then he would belong to me. As long as he doesn't, he doesn't belong to anyone. I suppose that if Buster Bear should happen along and catch him, he would be stealing from me, according to Little Joe. Of course not. What a silly idea. You're getting foolish in your old age, retorted Little Joe. Can you tell me the difference between the fish that you haven't caught and the foolish green flies that I haven't caught? asked Grandfather Frog. Little Joe couldn't find a word to say. You take my advice, Little Joe Otter, continued Grandfather Frog, and always make friends with those who are bigger and stronger and smarter than you are. You'll find it pays. Chapter 6 Little Joe Otter Takes Grandfather Frog's Advice Who makes an enemy a friend to fear and worry 
puts an end. Little Joe Otter found out that when he took Grandfather Frog's advice, now he wouldn't admit it that he was afraid of Buster Bear. No one ever likes to admit being afraid. Well, least of all, Little Joe Otter. And really, Little Joe has a great deal of courage. Very few of the little people in the Green Forest or the Green Meadows would willingly quarrel with him because Little Joe is a great fighter when he has to fight. As for all those who live in or along Laughing Brook or in the Smiling Pool, well, they let Little Joe have his own way in everything. Now, having one's own way too much is a bad thing. It's apt to make one selfish and thoughtless of other people and very hard to get along with. Little Joe Otter had his way too much. Grandfather Frog knew it and shook his head very soberly when Little Joe had been disrespectful to him. Too bad, too bad, too bad, Chuggerum. It's too bad that such a fine young fellow as Little Joe should spoil a good disposition by such selfish heedlessness. Too bad, said he. So, though he didn't let on that it was so, Grandfather Frog really was delighted when he heard how Buster Bear had been too smart for Little Joe Otter. It tickled him so that he had a hard work to keep a straight face, but he did, and was as grave and solemn as you please, as he advised Little Joe always to make friends with anyone who was bigger and stronger and smarter than he. That was good common sense advice, but Little Joe just sniffed and went off declaring that he would get even with Buster Berry yet. Now, Little Joe is good-natured and full of fun as a rule, and after he'd reached home and his temper had cooled off a little, he began to see the joke on himself, how when he'd worked so hard to frighten the fish in the little pools of the Laughing Brook so that Buster Bear shouldn't catch any, he had all the time been driving them right into Buster's paws. By and by, he grinned. It was a little sheepish grin at first, but at last it grew into a laugh. I believe, said Little Joe, as he wiped tears of laughter from his eyes, that Grandfather Frog is right, and that the best thing I can do is make friends with Buster Bear. I'll try it again tomorrow morning. So very early the next morning, Little Joe Otter went to the best fishing pool he knew of in the Laughing Brook, and there he caught the biggest trout he could find. It was so big and fat that it made little Joe's mouth water, for you know fat trout are his favorite food. But he didn't take so much as one bite. Instead, he carefully laid it on an old log where Buster Bear would be sure to see it if he should come along that way. Then he hid nearby where he could watch. Buster was late that morning. It seemed to little Joe that he never would come. Once he nearly lost the fish, he had turned his head for just a minute, and when he looked back, the trout was nowhere to be seen. Buster couldn't have stolen it, because such a big fellow couldn't have possibly gotten out of sight again. Little Joe darted over to the log and looked on the other side. There was the fat trout, and there also was little Joe's smallest cousin, Shadow the Weasel, who is a great thief and altogether bad. Little Joe sprang at him angrily, but Shadow was too quick and darted away. Little Joe put the fish back on the log and waited. This time he didn't take his eyes off it. At last, 
when he was almost ready to give up, he saw Buster Bear shuffling along toward the Laughing Brook. Suddenly, Buster stopped and sniffed. One of the merry little breezes had carried the scent of that fat trout over to him. Then he came straight over to where the fish lay, his nose wrinkling and his eyes twinkling with pleasure. Now I wonder who was so thoughtful as to leave this fine breakfast ready for me, he said out loud. Me, said Little Joe, in a rather faint voice. I caught it especially for you. Well, thank you, replied Buster, and his eyes twinkled more than ever. I think we're going to be friends. I hope so, replied Little Joe. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Join me again next time when Farmer Brown's boy suspects somebody's behind his not having any luck at all catching fish. Until then, happy trails. <laughs>